This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. Oh, well, hello, Greg. How you been? No one cares. It's getting quick enough. Just kidding. How have you been? Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Oh, the listeners have missed you, mate. They haven't said in so much words, but they've said in views. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to be missed. (laughs) All right. Well, why are we getting on that missing train? Let's go on to the train of thought around quickfire finance. You know the deal. Long-time listeners know. For the first-time listener, you've got to chuck in a review at the end because this is going to be valuable. Uh, So... My husband and I would like some direction on what to look for when investing $12,000 in the NZ share market. Our objective is to sit on the shares and hopefully maximize returns by the time we retire in 15 years, either through share price growth or dividends. The problem is most advice on growth shares has a one to three year horizon. I don't know who said that. Not our long, they didn't say that, that's what I said. Not our longer term which I understand is the ideal 10 plus years to ride out the highs and lows. We have a well-diversified portfolio of 10 NZX companies across industries with about $5,000 in each. So ideally, we'd be looking at another two companies. Thanks in advance for your help. And scene. Well done. Thank you. Uh, yeah, try so you'd this. like me to make some comment about that? No, no, that's it for us today. <laughs> When I, when I uh, saw that question, Ryan, I thought, um, you know, you try and think a little bit about the background of the person posing that question. And if they've got 15 years till retirement, and we presume that retirement is 65, uh, might be 70 under this government, but uh, <laughs> 65, that means uh, they're 50. And I think, oh, 50. I wonder where they were 33 years ago. Uh, they would have only been, what, 17? Uh, when there was a thing in 1987 that basically um, cured a lot of people of investing in directly in shares. Mm-hmm. What was that called, Ryan? The stock market crash in 1987. Yeah, it was devastating here. I can remember in the 80s, because I was in the corporate fraud unit of the Justice Department in, in the mid to late 80s, and there were people... Uh, basically said they didn't need to work for a living. They were you know, sitting at home and having dinner parties with their friends who were likewise uh, didn't have to work for a living, making more money at the dinner party than they'd ever make anywhere else because the share prices were just going in one direction, uh, up over the hill. But guess what? The hill has two sides, doesn't it? It's an up and a down because a year or two later, most of them had lost all the money they'd invested. Mm. So and. I use that word invested quite loosely because for me, investment is about making money by not losing it. It's the return of your money, not just the return that's important. These people are not investing, they're speculating. So if you're a speculator 
you know, you could do what I did. You know, I speculated five dollars um, at the, a Melbourne Cup function for my Rotary Club. Uh, pulled a horse out of the the the, uh, the bag, and it had its, the name Twilight on it. I didn't know anything about the horse, and and it won. Oh, I made I, I made twenty five dollars. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't received it, so I probably haven't made anything yet. So that's it called a speculation because I know nothing about horses other than they've got four legs mm-hmm. and a head and a jockey on the top of them when they're racing. Yeah. Um, so and of course the favourite was a thing called uh, Van Dyke, and very sadly it, it broke a leg and was, had to be uh, euthanised, uh, put down, which I think is incredibly sad. Yeah. So that was the favourite. That was the one meant to win. Guess what? The share market's a little bit like that for the um, for the um, uninitiated, the people who know very little about the way businesses operate, and given that you're buying shares. Like this lady here was saying, or this person um, investing twelve thousand in the New Zealand share market. So the question then is, what share to buy? Well, they talk about um, they've got a well diversified portfolio of ten New Zealand companies and cross industries with about five thousand in each. Well, I don't know because I don't know what the companies are. Uh, I don't call that well diversified, and. You know, every business is different. A business on the face of it can look really good, um, but behind that facade or that veneer, uh, they can be really in trouble. Now, I don't know that. I suspect the client, the, the people writing this in don't know that. Uh, the people running the company uh, probably got a good idea, but if it's bad, they're not going to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. So what you need is someone to do the research behind that to give you a little bit of understanding and knowledge. Now, that's what happens, I think, if you go through a, a proper share broker and they've got their research people there. Uh, it's still a speculation because you're hoping that the company will do well and the, lots of things could conspire against it. You know, It could be a business a year ago that was uh, a leading tourist provider in New Zealand wouldn't be doing very well at the moment. And I don't no. think anyone anticipated a pandemic that would close down the country and mean that tourism businesses were going to go uh, through a very difficult time. Uh, one of those companies could have been Air New Zealand. That would have been a good company to put money into. Or, or Auckland Airport, another mm. brilliant company to put money into. Um, but hasn't fared that well. The, the, so that's the problem with the share market in that you know, you have to basically have access to information that mum and dad investors don't have. And that was certainly the experience in 1987 uh, when mum and dad investors lost a truckload of money. Um, we're not talking thousands or hundreds of thousands. Collectively, uh, many, many millions, if not billions, were lost by mum and dad, uh, so-called investors, actually speculating, gambling with money uh, in a market that they didn't really understand. If they had a really good share broker, uh, the share broker might have given them a diversified portfolio of shares for that part of their investment capital that should actually be in the New Zealand market. And remember, the New Zealand market is like 0.2 of 1% of the world market. Mm. I think the Australian market's like uh, 3%. 
you know, would you really put all your money in one small market? That's not an investment, that's a speculation. It's a, it's a form of gamble. We can feel comfortable with the New Zealand share market and probably have more than that percentage in a diversified portfolio because you can look at the companies and you can uh, get advice and have a, a reasonable feeling about them. That's where managed funds come into their own because you can not only diversify across more than just five companies in the New Zealand share market, but you can have ongoing uh, advice coming through the managed fund uh, where they, on your behalf, will make the appropriate decisions to buy, hold or sell. And they'll do it on the basis of information that's much more recent than any information that mum and dad could get, because I'll just read about it in the paper, um, if, if it's in the paper. But they can't ring the managing director of the company up and say, look, I'd just like to talk to you about what's happening in the business. But the... Managed funds uh, can, and as can the um, the leading share brokers, because those companies will respond to that information. The problem with the share brokers, of course, is that they're conflicted, aren't they? Because you're buying a share on their advice, they're probably selling the same share to someone else. Mm. So, and they're clipping the ticket both ways. So I don't believe that they're actually independent. They're just transactors. So I wouldn't expect too much in the way of advice there uh, because they're not going to do what someone giving advice should do, which is to understand the client and understand uh, what the risk tolerance of that person is and understand what the objective of the investment, if it is an investment, now, I know I'm raving on a little bit or ranting on a little bit, but the the issue here, of course, is I look at this and I'm going, history has this nasty way of repeating itself. Here are all these people uh, in their 50s thinking, you know, the way to, or maybe 40s or maybe 30s, that the share market is the way for them to fund their retirement. And it's not. It's a place where you can make and lose a lot of money. And if you're going to put money into the share market and you're not doing it through a, a managed fund uh, or a properly managed diverse, diversified portfolio, um, you're going to probably lose a lot of money. And if you're doing it on your own knowledge and advice because you're now an expert, the old adage of the, the lawyer who acts for his or herself has a fall for a client mm. is true of these piece, sort of arrangements because, you know, you make money by not losing it. So where are they? They've got 12000 That's not a lot of money. Um, they've already got uh, another 50000 so now they've got 72000 That's starting to be a reasonable amount of money. Uh, 5000 each, so 10000 plus $12,000, is it? My well, maths is hopeless. Well divorced. Oh, 10 companies of 5,000 each. No, you're right. 62. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I wasn't. Yeah, that's all right. So 62,000 is a reasonable amount. Now, they're 50, if I'm right. Uh, I don't know if they're debt-free. And if they're not debt-free, they should use the money to become debt-free. Mm. Get rid of your mortgage is the first arrangement. It's not, it's not uh, tax deductible. Uh, so the real cost of borrowing is, is quite high. Even if you're borrowing at 3 or 4%, 
because inflation is zero or one, so it's a real cost of 3%, um, and it's not deductible. So you would need to get an after-tax return greater than 3 or 4% uh, to be ahead. And remember, the mortgage is no risk. Everything else involves some risk of losing capital or not getting the return that you want. So with these people here, what we don't know is, are they debt-free? Let's presume they are. So they're now 50. They're going to retire in 15 years' time. What's the thing they should be doing? Well, they should be doing KiwiSaver. Um, I'm not sure. Does it say they're both employed? It doesn't kind of indicate what their income is. So they wouldn't be unemployed or they would not certainly probably not likely to be retired 50. So presumably they're both working or one of them's working. They should be doing KiwiSaver. So it'd be nice to understand where that is at their age, probably into a growth KiwiSaver rather than a balanced or conservative one. Um, and the other bit we don't know is how much money do they want or need when they stop paid employment. New Zealand Super will give them, in current terms, $30,000 a year, plus or minus. Will they get New Zealand Super at 65, 15 years out? It's anyone's guess. I'd probably say they're likely to be more like 67 plus. At some stage, uh, some government's got to have the balls to actually address the issue, um, which is staring us in the face, that actually you don't need to pay New Zealand super to people who are still working. And uh, at the end of the day, the age of retirement needs to lift because people are living longer and living healthier. So... With these people, the bit that would really be required, and they should do it, is actually say, in something like this question, we need this amount of money in retirement. We're at this point now, we're debt-free. We've got KiwiSaver, because that's a a no-brainer. We've got surplus money. What should we do with it? And if the answer is um, put in the share market, that would be a fail. Because, but... They could take a growth-orientated approach and go into um, a managed fund-type arrangement, which gives them exposure to both cash, bonds, property and shares. Um, They could go much more for growth, perhaps subject to what their risk tolerance is. They must be fairly high, otherwise why would they go to the shares in the first place? They might have a portfolio that is 80 and 90% in equities. But it wouldn't all be in the New Zealand market if they're sensible. Remember the first rule, you make money by not losing it. So an interesting question, and um, I hope these people get advice, and I hope they get advice, which is to go and get advice, (laughs) because if they continue doing what they're doing, they're likely to lose a lot of money. They might actually win, but it's a speculation, not an investment. Yeah, and you don't know for sure. Yeah, so I actually made a video on um, a website, ryanjmelton.co.nz, but it's called The Rise Before the Fall. It leverages off fear a little more, um, but it's just talking about like 240,000 New Zealanders are directly invested in companies or through um, for a broker with no middleman. Hmm. So, And then also the index funds that go up and down by 40%. So all these people with no advice, no understanding, buying a brand because they like it, suddenly are going to be facing a very hard truth. So... For all those that don't want that to happen to your friend, we've got to get a review from you. 4.5 stars, I'll accept. It's completely fine. 
And uh, anyone that wants to sound crispy, silky, and smooth, because Greg's actually got a very high-pitched voice, and uh, Jordan from nzaudioeditors.com brings it down. Nah, just kidding. But thanks again, Greg, and thank you for everyone that listened. My pleasure.